Hi, everyone. Welcome to Seize the Good, the positive podcast with passionate people. I'm Stephanie, and today we're chatting with Colin Schwartz, co-founder, CEO, and chief of Good Thoughts at DoneGood. DoneGood is a plug-in for your browser that helps you shop socially and environmentally responsible brands that you can feel good about supporting. Dungood.co says it best. Our dollars are the world's most powerful force for change. Each day, American consumers spend more than $350 billion shopping. This equals the total funds raised by all U.S. charities in an entire year. If even a fraction of these dollars also reduced poverty, protected the environment, and created a better world, the impact would be enormous. Okay, Cullen, thank you so much for being on Seize the Good today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So can you give us a quick overview of what Done Good is? Yeah, well, uh, Forbes called us the Amazon for good. Uh, We're a shopping platform where uh, people can instantly search hundreds of companies, a wide variety of different kinds of products, uh, but all of those companies are paying fair wages, using eco-friendly practices, and otherwise making the world better. Um, We also have a a Chrome plugin uh, where anytime you're searching on Amazon or searching for products on Google uh, or going to other named big retailer sites, uh, the plugin will show you uh, done good approved alternative brands that have what you're looking for along the side of your screen. So folks can come directly to our website and shop. Uh, or they can find, uh, they can uh, get the plugin, and then anytime they're searching on Amazon or searching on other sites around the internet, they'll always see the uh, the done good approved alternatives. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. The plugin, I have the plugin, and I love do? it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge cool. fan of of done good. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yes, I'm obsessed with <laughs> I what you guys it. are doing. Yeah. That's um, nice. Thank you. Why did you why did you create? Why did you create Dungood? Yeah, because we believe that the world's most powerful force for change is the dollars that we all spent. Uh Americans gave four hundred billion dollars to nonprofits last year. All the nonprofits right, combined. Four hundred billion dollars. And that's critically important. Whoa. Yeah, it's a is lot. Is that international too? No, that's in the US, right? Okay. So, so look, that's critical. And yeah, 400 billion, that's a lot of money, but we spent 130 trillion, yeah. $130 trillion buying stuff. So, Whoa. right, exactly. So even just a fraction of the dollars we spend, if that money, those resources can automatically help reduce poverty, fight climate change, uh, empower communities, that impact is huge. Even like I said, just a fraction of it can quickly kind of just add up to all the money given to all uh, the charities, you know, so uh, yeah, it's really important. Um, we think it's a it's a very powerful uh, way to make the world better. That really, I, you know, I think the reason I quit my career to do this of all things, the who the whoever we give our money to, that's the that's the biggest impact we have on the world, right? Anytime we give our money to someone, we help them keep doing what they're doing. And so, if we're giving our money to brands like the ones we feature on Done Good, then we're helping to empower people and showing support for. Uh, fair wages and helping um, to support eco-friendly practices that protect the environment. Or, you know, sometimes we're giving our money. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's unavoidable uh, to, you know, we're giving our money to 
to systems that are locking people in poverty and destroying the planet. Uh, and a lot of us would rather not do that. The problem has been that, right, it's really hard to know. And it's hard to know where to begin to find the brands that are really, um, uh, you know, making their business a, a, a force for good in the world. And so we try to make that really easy, right? Like, so we're doing the research, we're finding the companies, and we're trying to make the shopping experience as easy and as quick as possible so that more people can help, uh, you know, can can direct their spending money, their purchasing power uh, toward things that that they believe in, uh, and it's easier easier to do that. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a supply and demand economy, right? So the more that consumers demand, uh, you know, imp worker empowerment and good wages and sustainable business practices, the more the market is going to supply those things. And and we think ultimately, uh, you know, over the course of this next century, the the most important ideological shift in our society won't be most of the stuff that they're arguing about in Washington right now. It's going to be a shift from the old 20th century Milton Friedman philosophy that says businesses should exist solely to maximize profit. And instead, a shift to a new paradigm that says, no, we expect businesses to be good moral actors in the world, just like we expect other people to be good moral actors in the world, right? Uh, but the thing that will help drive that change is consumer demand because companies want to get our money. And so when the, the more that companies start seeing uh, consumer demand for businesses that are doing the right thing, the more that, you know, that's going to happen. They say when the when you make the right thing to do, the more profitable thing to do, then that's the thing that actually happens. Right. And so that's kind of the, you know, the theory of the theory of change uh, is just using the power of consumer demand to uh, to make the world better. I and mean, I think it's a it's a potentially really powerful force. We think potentially it is, like we say, the world's most powerful force for change. I agree. And that's fascinating. Um, you know, and I really, I, I trust your, uh, what you're saying, because you spent some time in, in politics and, yeah. and public policy <laughs> for true. a while. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm a recovering, recovering Politico. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Recovering Politico. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's super interesting. And, and I know a fair bit, um, about public policy as well, because I studied, uh, I have a bachelor's degree in, in public policy. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, just think everything that you just said is fascinating because we can argue about, you know, taxes and regulations and things like that all day long. Um, but really the way that we act every single day is, is what yeah. is driving how the world yeah, works. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly uh, right. Look, I mean, I think public policy is still important. I think everyone should vote. I'm going to vote. You know, uh, I am glad that there are young people in D.C. fighting the good fight. Uh, you know, uh, I, after a while down there, I found it to kind of feel like we were constantly fighting the other side to an endless tie, uh, you know. Um, and no, yeah, yeah, the, the thing, too. yeah, right. And so, so look, you know, it's important. It's just like, you know, all the work that um, so many nonprofits are doing are important. All these things are, you know, are, are good and, and, and critical. Uh, but, you know, when all businesses are as eco-friendly as the ones that we feature on Done Good, it, whether we're in the Paris Accord or not doesn't really matter as much, right? We're going to hit those goals anyway. Um, or, you know, these fights about the minimum wage. I mean, the minimum wage, It's this is now the longest stretch uh, in American history since the, the minimum wage has been increased at the federal level. Uh, but, you know, when, when businesses, when more and more businesses are paying living wages anyway, the fight over the statutory minimum wage becomes less important, right? Like we can, we can affect change 
uh, in other ways, right? And and so yeah, we look, we get to vote for president once every four years, but every time we make a purchase, we have the power to vote with our money. Uh, so uh, that uh, it's it's just another it's just another powerful outlet, and it's a um, it's a movement that is already happening. I mean, more and more businesses. There's an explosion of of social enterprises. Uh, there's a lot of data on the you know, increase in the in the conscious consumer movement, and you see even major companies starting to pay attention. The pace of their change is a little slow, but just even even things like in 2011, less than 15% of Fortune 500 companies were doing a corporate social responsibility report at the end of the year. Uh, by 2017, that had flipped, and over 85% are like they just they know more people are paying attention and care about uh, their social impact. Uh, BlackRock, the world's largest institutional investor last year, announced they wouldn't do business with any company that couldn't articulate some kind of social mission, even even if broad and not, you know, nowhere near what uh, the companies on Done Good are doing. Still, they say, you, you know, you have to be able to articulate some kind of purpose other than profit. So even among, um, you know, the establishment, even among major companies, uh, they're, you know, the, they're starting to see that a change is afoot, that consumer sentiment is changing and that people just are more aware, more conscious and have an increasing desire to make sure the money they spend uh, is, you know, supporting, supporting things they believe in. I love it. I love it. Everything you're saying, I'm just sitting here like, yes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I quit that old career to do this. You know? <laughs> so I was like, I, I believe in all this stuff. So at some point, you know, you feel like you got to do something about it. <laughs> so. And, and you, you know, you know your shit too. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, so far, some stuff. I'm still learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, so something that I think is really fascinating um, about you know the way that you're you're doing business is the titles of done good employees. <laughs> so sure. I know you're the chief of good thoughts. You have the head of good right. partnerships, head uh, architect for good, head of good community, head of good community, world's best data guy, and mapper of good. Um, that seems like it says a lot about the culture that you're creating at your company. Uh, yeah, I mean we try to have some fun. Uh, you know, I mean I had a. Uh, I had a friend that, you know, she, she always asked me if I'm, you know, I'm having fun whenever we, whenever we talk and, uh, you know, I usually say some version of yes or yes when I remember to, uh, you know, cause you know, it can be, it can be hard and stressful. I mean, we're still, we're still a startup, but we're not, um, you know, we're, we're not getting rich. We're not, not a huge commitment. It's a, you know, it can be a grind. It can be stressful, right? Uh, any job and anytime you're, you know, especially trying to build something and trying to build something that you really care about and really believe in, in a way it's almost, it's less stressful if you have a job where you don't care. So but when you really care Agreed. that it's like you work, you work really hard. It's like this whole, and uh, you think about it all the time. Yeah. Keeps you up at nine. I don't know. No, I, saw <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I saw a Facebook post one time that said, you know, it had the old find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it had the, you'll never work a day in your life crossed out. And it said, and you'll work really hard and you'll care a lot and you'll have no work-life balance. You'll take everything really effing personally. You know what I was like there? Finally. Yes, that's right. You know, <laughs> you, are, you are describing my entire life right, right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, but she, so she always asked me about having fun. I said, yes, when I, when I remember to, you know, right. Or like even having these kinds of conversations where it's like, you know, you come back and you're talking about the big picture and the purpose behind your work and why you wanted to do it in the first place. And then, you know, it gets, it gets me re-energized. Right. Cause what, you know, there's a way when you're in the day to day, of kind of getting lost in the day to day and the to do list, and you know you get a little stressed out. So, so she always asked me if I'm having fun, and she and she says, 
you know, what's the, what's the point of living your dream? Uh, if you're not having fun, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, Agreed. you know, right. So that's, yeah, we have to remind, uh, remind ourselves to have fun. We try to try to do that. I mean, we're all, we're all working really hard because we all really do care about this and believe in what we're doing and we want it to be successful. You know, we want it to continue to live on every year, you know? And, uh, so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard work, but we try to make, you know, remind each other to have fun. And, uh, we try to have, you know, uh, somewhat of a healthy work-life balance. And, you know, we, we talk about, I mean, right. We, we want to be a very dungut approved company too, right? Like we're talking about all these other companies and, yeah. you know, and so, you know, I do believe, you know, part of that is also just, yeah, is having a, a healthy work-life balance. And, and, you know, we talk about, you know, getting to that day when we're like a well-established and very profitable company where we're all like, it's like 36 hour work weeks and five weeks of vacation a year and free in-house childcare and a cafeteria where someone is playing, uh, you know, Gershwin on the piano every, every day, you know, whatever. Uh, Are you hiring? Yeah. Well, like I'll also say we're not there yet. You know, there's, there's a few of us and we're, uh, and we're uh, working hard, you know, but at least even in this sort of early, early stage of the startup, we, we still try to try to take care of each other and make sure we're all, uh, you know, healthy, happy, having fun, energized, you know, because I do believe all that stuff, right? Like if we're, if you're more, when you're more energized, when you're, uh, when you're, you know, healthy, and I mean that sort of physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, uh, whatever, um, then, you know, you tend to be more creative, you tend to be more productive, you tend to, uh, other others can sense that energy, whoever it is, you know what I mean? And I think it does help uh, the company be more successful on the whole, right? It's not, I, I do believe that it's not just like altruistic to, you know, make sure that people are earning a living wage and really love the work they're doing, I think, you know, your company will be more successful. I really believe that. And so now on the other hand, then we have to work really hard because there's only, right. So many of us, we're still a small team. And so, um, you know, it's still in that stage where it's like, if one of us isn't here, there's sort of nobody to cover for you. Uh, and, um, so, you know, we're working though, to become sort of that, uh, you know, achieve that vision of the like most worker friendly company in the world, right? Like we're all a team and uh, we're winning best place to work in America every single year, right? That's the, that's the idea. And so yeah, the titles, they're fun. I mean, it's one more way that we try to have fun and, and, you know, just be interesting and unique. Like we're not trying to, I mean, we wanted to work in a stuffy corporate office. We can all go do that. You know? So it's about, right. it's about wanting to, you know, do all this stuff, make this, you know, positive impact in the way we were talking about earlier, but it's also just like, you know, how do we develop the coolest kind of company we can think of just right? Like how, how, so it's cool and fun. And we also just enjoy our work, whatever the, whatever the, the, the social impact aside or along with the social impact, you know, just what, what makes a cool company and what makes it more fun and interesting and uh, to come to work every day and to really love what we do. I love it. And it seems like you guys are a really great model for all of the other done good companies. So you're really practicing what you're preaching. Uh, so Well, I think so. And I, and I hope so. But I'll tell you, a lot of them are models for us too, right? Like that's the really interesting thing is that we're, you know, working with 200 and some odd companies. Like we really get to see uh, up close and personal, like what all these other companies are doing, you know? So we we learn a tremendous amount uh, about social enterprises and what various social enterprises making various kinds of products are, are doing um, in terms of their, you know, their, their business practices and their product production, but also their team culture and things like that, you know? And um, 
it's just really interesting. And, and really, that's one of kind of the most heartening things about the work is when you're talking to all these other folks who tend to be who started, uh, you know, brands with a mission driven brands uh, that are making a positive impact. They tend to be a self-selecting group of really cool people, you know, and they all have some kind of story like, uh, well, and so then I quit my career to do try to do something I really believed in and try to prove that you could do the right thing and have a successful business at the same time. And so it's also nice just to be able to like commiserate, right? We have a bunch of <laughs> partner brands who are sort of, you know, in the same, uh, in the same boat or, you know, kind of have similar, similar stories. Uh, even though, you know, like if we're a tech company and others are making clothing and others are making home goods and others are making beauty products. Still right. we have, we kind of have that line through, we have that in common, you know? Right. No. Yeah. I understand. Sometimes changing the world means working like 70 or 80 hours a week. <laughs> um, yeah. So kind of going off of what you just said, um, how do you choose your brands? How do you choose yeah, what so we're, gets to be a done good company? Totally. Yeah. So we're looking in the, in the broadest sense, we're looking for companies uh, that do good for people in the planet. And so doing good for people, we define that as, uh, you know, paying fair wages, uh, safe and healthy, a safe and healthy workplace environment obviously free of child and trafficked labor uh, and things like that. And then doing good for the planet, you know, that really it, it varies a lot depending on the industry. And there's a lot of different ways that brands can be sustainable. I mean, we we're looking for brands that are uh, significantly more environmentally sustainable than the big name counterparts in their industry, but then that can get defined in different ways. Right. So like some of our companies are, you know, still have like a, a more traditional production facility, but maybe it's run by solar, you know, on solar power and they're recycling, you know, uh, uh, recycling water usage, like making clothing, making cotton clothing like that takes a, takes a lot of water. So recycling water is actually a big part of their environmental impact and they're using non-toxic dyes and, you know, things like that. Whereas some of our other companies might be, uh, a company where it's like a few people hand making, uh, really cool dog collars out of upcycled cowboy boots in a small facility in Texas. So they're taking waste out of the waste stream. And really the only carbon footprint is like the lights on in the facility. You know what I mean? And so, um, so some are, are really uh, eco-friendly and having like really advanced clean energy and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, water recycling processes or maybe things like that, where others are like, well, we're a small operation with a very low footprint, um, and using 100% upcycled material. So it's net negative, uh, you know, waste in the, in the waste stream. So it, it takes some, uh, subjective determination, right? Cause there's so many ways, uh, that companies can be, uh, more eco-friendly, but we're looking to see, can, can this company demonstrate that they are uh, way more environmentally sustainable, like I said, than the big name counterparts in their industry. And so we also, you know, we look to independent uh, certifying organizations because there are a lot of organizations out there now that are uh, doing great work, screening brands, business practices, uh, but a lot of them work, you know, with certain company types or on certain issues. So you know, there's certified B Corps, which uh, that's, you know, the nonprofit B Lab is certifying across the board uh, in terms of social and environmental impact. Um, there are also certifications like, you know, the Rainforest Alliance or the Forest Stewardship Council or like Leaping Bunny certifies cosmetics based on, uh, you know, whether they're cruelty free, whether they've been uh, they haven't been tested on animals and things like that. And so there's a lot of those independent organizations where we can we can start by aggregating data from those uh, organizations. But then we also 
uh, are engaged with our partner brands and we're uh, talking with them about their business practices, asking them to attest to their various business practices and then asking them how they can how they can demonstrate uh, that they're they're doing, you know, that they're following through on those on those things. And so it's a combination of that uh, external data from these independent organizations, as well as just our own our own research, our own homework, and our own ultimately like digging in with the brands, you know, talking with them and and having them uh, demonstrate uh, their practices. And then we also we do look at other um, you know other issues that people can filter by. So you know you can filter by organic uh, if you're looking for organic items or uh, upcycled items, or you can. Uh, search for vegan or made in the USA items if if that's you know what you're into. But the threshold for getting on the platform, we want to see good for people uh, in the ways that I discussed, and and good for the planet. You know, uh, have, they have a, a positive social impact for for workers and uh, and for the environment. That was a super robust answer. I can tell that you've done a lot of research on this kind of thing, which is awesome. We spent a lot of time in the early days figuring out, right? I mean, so it's like you start with the premise, okay, we want to, we want to help people find good brands. Great. Now define good, you know, right? Like, um, that, uh, that takes some work and it takes a, yeah, a lot of learning about the space and a lot of learning about, um, you know, what, uh, what, what companies are doing and, and yeah, making sure that, um, we have, a threshold that is, you know, like I said, I mean, appropriately subjective to a degree, right? Because, you know, the like I said, and, and when we started, we actually thought, you know, I mean, we're running a tech company here. And so we're thinking in terms of algorithms and equations, right? And so we're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, you know, give different points, and then we'll, we'll have an overall score. But like, again, you know, okay, we have a, you know, there's a bigger production facility running on solar power versus we're a few people hand making dog collars out of upcycled cowboy boots, right? Like who gets the better environmental score? It's so all subjective. Yeah. It's all, it's all very subjective. And even, you know, a lot of these independent sort certif- uh, certifying organizations have, have done great work, you know, trying to come up with like objective um, criteria, but even then like who, who chose the questions and who chose to give so many points to different questions, to different answers, to different questions, right? Like all there's subject, we realize there's just going to be inherent subjectivity whenever you're trying to define good. So what we do is we, uh, you know, we have, you know, we have like eight pages of, of, of standards. And then we run through questions through like all these, you know, companies through all these different questions and putting them through the paces at the end of the day, are they, and some of it is objective, right? Like, is a company paying a living wage? Well, we can look at the MIT calculator and they've defined county by county, you know, the standard of living in that county, anywhere in the US, what does someone need in order to meet their basic needs? They've def- they put a number on that and we can see if the wages hit that number. So, so sometimes, you know, some of this stuff, it can be relatively objective and numeric, um, but other, uh, you know, other pieces of it uh, aren't. And so, you know, it's about ultimately what we decided to do. Instead of trying to create an equation for these things and a point score, we said, "Look, we're gonna tell the story of the brand to our users, and our users can, you know, our users can decide." So we we have, uh, you know, quick at a glance badges, so you can see, okay, look, this company is certified to be eco friendly, empowering workers, made in the USA, and uh, vegan. Great, I can see that quickly at a glance. And then I, you know, if I want to read more about the the brand's business practices and why. Uh, why done good, you know, thought that they were uh, worthy of being on the platform, then folks can do that, right? So rather than giving like, this company gets an 8.4, you know, well, we'll just tell you, you know, we just tell the story of what the, 
of what the brand is is doing and, and why we think they're great. It's really hard to be a, a founder and a CEO and to, to run a startup. What has been a challenge that you've had to overcome in creating Duncan? Well, I mean, <laughs> where, where to begin? I mean, there's a million challenges, daily challenges, you know, we're always, always confronting challenges. I think, um, I think a big one is that, you know, what we were touching on a little bit before, like the balance between trying to, trying to have balance and trying to be healthy and trying to figure out like, look, if there's, when there's something you really believe in and you think it has such potential to do something good for the world and you quit your career in order to do it and you really want it to be successful. Well then on the one hand, you kind of feel like, man, I need to put everything into this and I need to work, you know, 78 hours a week. And when you really believe in something, you know, that's, that's what you do. You just commit everything to it. Right. And on the other hand, uh, wanting to be a healthy person, uh, wanting to have, uh, and, and believing like we were talking about that. Um, when you, if you, if you're, if you're burned out, you're not going to be as creative or productive. Uh, right. If you have to, you have to give yourself a little bit of space. And so trying to figure out like, uh, you know, just sort of that balance of between working hard and, and then taking a break and not feeling bad about taking the break. I mean, you know, at some point if you, you know, take too many breaks, too long of a break. Well, I guess, you know, you're being lazy, <laughs> but there has to be. So yeah, figuring out where that line is or how, you know, just sort of um, wanting to believe in something a lot and work on it really hard. And then also uh, be, be healthy and healthy to the point where a uh, one, cause it's fun, you know, has fun, and, <laughs> you know, um, in, enjoy my life a little bit, but also will the business be more successful if, you know, I'm more at my best because I'm not running myself into the ground completely, you know? So right. Yeah, it's just, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. But then see, there's always that thing in the back of my mind. that's like, that's just license for you to be lazy. You know, <laughs> you should be working harder. Right? So, you know, that, and then, uh, I mean, honestly, just the, that, that, wrestling with that inner monologue altogether, right? Like whether it's about this issue, about how hard I'm working or how efficiently I'm working or like, yeah, how uh, am I just, are you doing, are you doing good enough? Right. Should you be doing better? Um, and uh, just trying to, trying to maintain a health, healthy perspective on all that stuff. And uh, you know, not let the, uh, the inner monologue be, uh, be meaner to yourself than you would be to others. Uh, right. I think that's, um, you know, Super talking, important. right. I think that's, I think that's right. So trying to remember those things in the midst, that's the thing. It's like, I also feel like I know these things and I've talked about these things and I've talked with other founders about these things. And we, we started at the Harvard iLab, the, uh, the university's business incubator there. And, you know, so this was a lot of the stuff we would have various workshops on various issues, but this was sort of one of the things they tried to equip us for, you know? And so it's yeah, like, you know, okay, you can know these things and remember these things, but then you get into the day to day, and it's just so easy to forget, right? Uh, in the commotion of the day, uh, <laughs> to to just be, um, yeah, focused on the on the to do list, you know, and and get caught up in get caught up in the stresses of the day to day, right? And making sure to set aside the time, both for yourself and for the team, or for investors or other stakeholders, to you know, um, to remind yourself and create the space where everyone's reminding each other why you're doing this and why it is fun and why it is cool and why you are grateful, why you have real gratitude to be doing what you're doing. Like when I really think about it, 
I, okay, I don't want to be doing anything else. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm not going to go back to my old career in politics, right? So, um, you know, I'm grateful to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm glad for it. And when you stop to remember that, then that has a way of, you know, relieving a lot of the stress of the day to day. But you have to remember to to take the time to do that. Right. And that's great advice and honestly really needs to be said and really needs to be heard. Um, a lot of my listeners are, are very much of that high achiever crowd, um, which has a lot of, you know, self judgment, I guess is a word to describe, you know, what you totally. were talking about. So I, I'm, I'm really glad that you said all of that because it's very important. Well, and it connects, you know, we see it in our shoppers too, right? Like we do a lot of, we try to do a lot of talking with, you know, done good users and getting to know them and, you know, their motivations and their feedback on done good. How can we, what features could we add or how could we make the shopping process easier? And, you know, what kind of brands would you like to see and stuff like that? But part of it is just getting to know them too. And right, like, so our, a lot of our done good users tend to be people who are working uh, at a nonprofit or for a social enterprise or like in health or education, right? Not surprisingly, they also in their work, they're trying to do something that they think makes the world better. And so, you know, a line through we found is like, they're all really thoughtful people, right? And so then you're thinking a lot about like, what is the best thing I ought to be doing? And are my choices making a positive impact in the world? And is there anything else I ought to be doing? And that's, well, obviously I think that's great, right? It's good to be thoughtful. It's good to be conscious of how you're impacting the world. And then also, yeah, we tend to like, think really hard about our choices and whether we're making the right ones and whether we're doing the right thing and the best thing at all times, right? As a way of, it is exhausting to care so much. Yeah. It is exhausting to yeah. care so much. <laughs> Right. Well, and that's, and we find that just like that, yeah, with, with whatever it is we're doing, but also like with our, so with our, with done good users, they find the shopping process exhausting because they're really trying to make the best choice. And, but then they're also thinking about the social and environmental impact, but look, they're thinking about, uh, you know, if it's clothing, they still want clothes that look good, that they like, you know, make them feel good when they're wearing it. Right. And they still have a budget. And so they need to look at price. And so, you know, they're sort of weighing all of the typical things that any other consumer would weigh, plus social and environmental impact and trying to be really thoughtful. And so like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, agonizing over decisions sometimes, right. And really trying to hold yourself to a high standard, which is good. And then we also try to like, you know, allow people to like give themselves permission to like, you know, take it easy. Like we try to take that, like, that sense of like pressure off, right? Look, okay, look, we, here on the good, you know, it's like we try to make it quick and easy to find, and we work with companies to to provide discounts. We hopefully make it more affordable and budget friendly and things like that. And just try to, you know, take the pressure off the, <laughs> in a lot of ways and say, look, hopefully this is like easy and maybe even like fun, um, as opposed to like something that yeah we're all thinking so hard about that it's like another thing that stresses us out. You know? I love you guys so much. I love what you're doing. <laughs> well, um, I love you for saying that. I mean, honestly, like that's the sort of thing also that is like good for the soul to hear to remember that like all right, like there are other people. Like, yeah, well, there's other people out here who just uh, you know appreciate it, are glad that we exist. It's like okay, good. That's why we hope so. We're, I mean, to make your life a little easier and better. That's why why we're, why we're doing it too, you know? So for like to hear another reason we talk to users is like, yeah, hopefully to hear stuff like that. <laughs> so we, pre we appreciate it. Um, okay. So download the, um, plugin, um, tell your friends, what else can people do to help? Well, and come to the site. I mean, a lot of folks that's the, you know, uh, started off with the plugin and so they can see the alternatives while they're shopping on Amazon. Obviously we don't mind if folks just come to donegood.co and, uh, 
check out check out our site before they ever go to Amazon. You know, that, that's never a bad thing. Um, right. So we, so we appreciate that. Yeah, uh, following Duncan on social media, sharing our posts. I mean, obviously that's great. Or anyway, to just get the word out. You know, we, we find that like the people who know about us, you know, a lot of folks like you, like really um, love what we're doing and, and support what we're doing. And we really appreciate that. We got to... We just need more folks to find out about us and we don't have a huge marketing budget. So just talking to your friends, telling your friends uh, about done good. Uh, you know, that's, that's really helpful. A lot of people know brands. I mean, we get a ton of suggestions for brands. A lot of the brands on done good. Some of them are because we found them, but a lot, we, you know, we get brands. So if there's, you know, uh, brands out there listening, if you work at one or you're the founder of, of one that you, you think would be a good fit for done good, uh, there's a spot on our website where you can, uh, you know, quickly fill out a form and do an initial application and, and start the process or just uh, for people who just know of, uh, you know, brands that are making a positive impact. Uh, there's a place just for anyone to suggest brands to us. So that's really helpful too. So yeah, you know, shopping on done good, telling your friends about done good, giving us ideas for partner brands, and then also just telling, giving us any feedback. Hey, here's how you could make this site better. Here's how you can make the shopping experience better. Um, that's, that's incredibly helpful. Uh, you know, just hearing from people about how to, you know, if the goal is to make this all like very quick and easy and fun, then just hearing from people about, you know, ideas for how to do that has been uh, super helpful over the years. Great. All right, Cullen, thank you so much for your time today and for all the hard work that you're doing uh, through Done Good. All right, everyone, go download the Chrome plugin and shop on donegood.co and make the dollars that you spend count. Check out next week's episode for an interview with the charity that started my personal excitement and investment in sustainable social impact, One Mission, which is a community development organization giving people in poverty the opportunity to earn a house by serving their community. That's it for Seize the Good this week. You can find us on Twitter at Seize the Good and Instagram at Seize the Good Podcast. Feel free to say hi at Stephanie at SeizeTheGood.org. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews with movers and shakers, believers and doers, and general world changers. Mm-hmm.